Welcome to Blue Talks. Thank you so much for having me here at MIT today. I'm excited to chat with you about the three keys to master your energy for optimal health. But before we do that, we need to talk about something that affects everyone, yet it seems like we don't really think about it too much and we sort of dismiss it because it's kind of like a buzzword right now. People talk about being stressed all the time. So what does stress look like? Stress can be defined as that everyday stress, that commuting to work, that job trying to balance your work, your life. Maybe there's family, things you need to do, obligations. Maybe you have some kind of illness that knocks you out for a few days. Those are all stressors. But in life, we all encounter five major stressors, and they are death, divorce, moving, illness, and job loss. Most people are affected by one of those at least, but then we have to deal with all the other little things that enter our lives, like the commute to work, like the job stress, whatever it might be. So when we are dealing with this on a long-term basis, we eventually start to create dis-ease in the body in the form of lifestyle diseases like diabetes or hypotension. So what happens is what we, we try to do to sort of minimize the stress in our life, we like to compartmentalize it and call it good stress or bad stress. And when I work with my clients, I'm always telling them that it doesn't really matter if it's good or bad, our body does not know the difference. So our body is designed to adapt to all the stresses that we have in our life, but we like to say, well, I work 20 hours a day and I barely sleep, but I love my job, so that's a good stress. But it doesn't matter if you're planning for a funeral or you're planning for a wedding, the, the good and bad stress that we like to define it as, it really doesn't matter, your body can't tell. All right, so let's talk about how stress works in your body. So adrenal glands are our little stress management systems, I like to call them. They're these tiny little walnut-sized glands that sit on top of the kidneys. Now, when you are under stress, which we are, if you think about the stress that we just kind of defined in that first slide, it was kind of like, you know, everybody has it in some, some way, shape, or form. And it's like that our body has to constantly be adapting and compensating for the stress that's inter interacting and infiltrating our lives. So our adrenals, these little tiny glands, are responsible for sending out hormones like cortisol, epinephrine, more commonly known as adrenaline, and norepinephrine. So we have this, like I said, this adaptive and compensatory mechanism built into our body. It's just that some people's work better than others. And some people don't respond as harshly to some of the stressors that come into our lives. But why is that? So when I'm working with my clients, I'm talking about all the time their stress, wake, and sleep-wake sleep, cycle that is affected by their stress. 
And this is based on the normal circadian rhythms. So we have four cortisol surges throughout the day. And if you are in a normal, healthy cortisol pattern, being a diurnal animal, since we are supposed to be sleeping and restoring and recovering at night, and we're supposed to be awake, alive, thriving, and functioning during the day, we have this morning cortisol surge. It goes up higher. And then that is supposed to help us wake up and be ready and functioning throughout the day. Then we have a second surge late morning, about lunchtime. It's not as high as the first one, but it's enough to keep us going. And we have a lot of daylight to burn. We've got a lot of work to do still, and we need to be aware and be able to function through that day. Then we have a third surge, which is about 3 p.m. And it's not as high as that second one, but it's up there because again, we have some daylight to burn. And then at nighttime, around 10 p.m., we have another one, but it's lower because it's supposed to shut our brains down so that we can rest, restore, and recover and sleep throughout the night. So the pattern is this, up in the morning and then gradually come down at night. When you're under stress or your body is no longer to adapt to the stress, that is not the normal pattern. So when I'm working with my clients, I'm looking at how people's circadian rhythm is. It is something like this. It's barely up in the morning. It gets up to kind of in that normal range around lunchtime. It bottoms out at 3 p.m. and it often rises at 10 p.m. just when they're supposed to be going back to sleep. So every client I work with, I'm working through their sleep-wake cycles and I'm trying to figure out where we can fill in the gaps in their day nutritionally so that they can feel thrive and function, feel good and thrive and function throughout the day. So let's, I'm gonna have you do your own. I'm gonna go through this kind of quickly, but you'll get the idea of what I'm doing. And what you need to do is think of your energy level on a scale of one to 10. One is the, mo the least energy, 10 is the most energy. Most people don't live at one extreme for very long. Then I'm gonna start asking you different chunks of time throughout the day. So you can take a mental note of this or you can write it down, put it in your phone or whatever you wanna do. But think about what time do you go to bed and then think about that energy level. Are you at a two? Are you at a three? Are you still at a nine or a 10 or maybe an eight? Okay, so then we talk through that. Then I'm going to ask, do you take a while to fall asleep? Do you stay asleep? If you get up in the middle of the night, do you go right back to bed or you toss and turn? Then I'm gonna ask what your morning time is. What time do you wake up for the day? What is your energy level at that time? And then what do you eat? Typically, what is your typical breakfast? Then I ask about lunch. What's your energy level at lunchtime? What do you eat at lunch? Now I go back a little bit. Do you eat something before lunch, between breakfast and lunch? And then what happens at 3 p.m.? What is your energy level at three? Are you eating a snack at 3 p.m.? What is it? Then how do you feel at dinner time? Is your dinner time at six? How do you feel? What's your energy level? And then what are you eating? And then how do you feel from dinner to bedtime? Okay, so there's obviously a lot more conversation happening in those chunks of time. But what I see and what I'm able to do is to help them see where their gaps and their nutrition are with their energy level and their ability for their, their body's ability to manage that stress. 
So you see that there was a 24-hour cycle, and that's where we start to fill in the gaps. So I've, I have a guide. It's just a back-to-basics meal guide. You can see at the end there's a link for it. You can download it, and that is kind of the core, the basic thing that I use to get sort of everybody back on track. And people start, you know, when they start using it, they start improving their energy levels right off the bat. Within a couple of weeks, they're feeling quite different. All right, so this brings me to the three keys of how you're going to master your energy so that you can achieve your health. All right, so self-care, sleep, and nutrients. These are not in any particular order. You, you know, they're, they're all super important. You have to take care of all of these things to, in order to regain your energy and become healthy. The first one is self-care. Now, this is something that a lot of people talk about. We've heard about it a little bit here today, and I'm gonna tell you why it is so important. So we can do things on a regular basis, like mindfulness, meditation, prayer, something that we need to do, say five to 10 minutes a day, that's sort of a non-negotiable that you do to help bring your nervous system back into balance. And if you have your nervous system back into balance, you're going to create resilience, meaning your body's gonna better adapt to the stressors that do come your way, and that you're going to create a space for healing. So if you're already struggling with some kind of condition or some kind of symptoms, if you create this balance, you're now gonna be able to heal and get back your, your energy and get back your health. So the nervous system, let's chat about that a minute. We have two sides to the nervous system. There's the sympathetic side and the parasympathetic side. The sympathetic side is that fight, flight, or freeze. That is something you feel in acute, stressful situations, like standing up on stage and talking to MIT, for example, my sympathetic nervous system is playing out right now. When I want to, when I go sit down, my parasympathetic side should take over. It should calm that side of my nervous system down. So that is my rest and digest and, re and relaxation part of my nervous system. Now, in our modern times and all the stressors that we have coming at us on a regular basis, added with a you know, terrible foods that people are eating, the processed foods and things like that, we are constantly, constantly running away from that proverbial saber-toothed tiger. We are always in fight or flight. We're always in that sympathetic state. This does not help with resilience, does not allow you to create health. So self-care is at the core of that. Sleep. We all know we need sleep. Studies show seven to nine hours a day is best for most people. We need both the quantity and the quality of it. We need that good restorative sleep. We need to get into REM sleep and deep sleep in order to produce the hormones necessary for our health. So some of those hormones are going to be melatonin. You've heard of melatonin probably. It helps you shut down at night so you can go to sleep, but it's also a major antioxidant in our bodies. And then the other one that I'm going to talk about is human growth hormone. Human growth hormone naturally decreases as we age, but it is produced and pumped out while we're sleeping. And it's really important for body composi composition and maintaining lean body mass. Helps us be strong. Helps us have endurance. And then the other two that kind of go together are leptin and ghrelin. Those are our hormones that help with appetite regulation. If you're not sleeping, and if you're sleeping poorly on top of it, it's gonna be really hard to regulate your appetite. And this is where you probably heard where if people have poor sleep, 
And if they just start getting better sleep, they sort of naturally, miraculously start to lose weight. This is because those hormones are now back in check and they're back in balance. And then you need to know your nutrients. As a functional medical nutritionist, I work with people looking at nutrient deficiencies at the cellular level. And then I use that data to help them replenish and replete those nutrients in a therapeutic way oftentimes with foods, sometimes supplements if necessary, in order to fulfill their nutrient gaps. Now the adrenal glands, going back to that, they thrive and function on B vitamins, vitamin C, and minerals like magnesium. Those are very important for maintaining your energy, helping your, your body manage the stress and be able to be adaptive and then again resilient so that you can create that space for health. So by making sure you have the right level of nutrients, and you, if you know what your nutrient deficiencies are, you can decrease inflammation that's happening in your body, which causes those diseases, balance your blood pressure, I mean, balance your blood sugar, and then help to reduce your blood pressure and several other things that go along with that. So this is all very important. Everything goes together in your body. Everything absolutely works together. And if your stress management system, those adrenal glands, are not in check, it is going to be really hard to regain that energy for optimal health. So this is the, the best place to start. So as was mentioned, I wrote a book called The Rock Bottom Thyroid Treatment. This was sort of in response to my struggles and frustrations with nutrition in trying to get, back, get my health back after a thyroid cancer diagnosis. So this was published in July in 2020, <laughs> not the best timing, but it's um, really helpful to people. It's like a kind of a back to basics guide with getting back to your nutrition because there's so much noise out there in the nutrition space. You just have to sometimes get back to basics, throw all the, all the rules away and just start eating real whole foods most of the time. And then if you feel called, I'd love to work with you or if you wanna follow me, you can check me out at these, at these um, social media channels. And then there's that link for that meal guide if you wanna check that out so that you can help to manage your stress better. Thank you. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.